Hello, what up HyperChange? Welcome to the Zoom Earnings Party live stream. Um, we are live today and talking about Zoom earnings, uh, which have just come out. We're gonna go through and see how much money is Zoom making. We have all started using Zoom during this pandemic. I think it's one of the most epic business case studies to follow. Some people think, oh, what about Skype, Google Meets? Those are free. Uh, you know, why is Zoom even a thing? Yet in the midst of this, the stock has gone from like, you know, 50 bucks pre-pandemic to now almost four or 500 bucks, uh, become over a hundred billion dollar company. And they're literally printing hundreds of millions of dollars in cash. Um, and so I just kind of wanted to, I, I've been following this on the channel. I think it's an amazing business case study. And so we're going to go through the results right now. Um, if you can hear me, give me a thumbs up. Um, I'm live. I got the screen share technology. It's going to be pretty epic. Let's give it a shot. So we are on hyper charts. Um, I can give you a link, uh, or there's a link in the, de the description below. Um, where you can follow along with hypercharts um, and see what we're up to here. Um, but this is the results. We've updated it, hypercharts.co slash Zoom. Zoom coming in at $777 million in revenue, up from $663 million in revenue um, in fiscal Q2. And then we're looking at $192 million in operating income. This was uh, just barely up from the $188 million in fiscal Q2. So they made another about $200 million profit huge increase in revenue to 777 million. So basically on the surface level, another home run quarter here for Zoom. I mean, I think it's pretty funny if we go to the annual view, you could see that in 2019, Zoom did only 622 re million revenue the entire year. And in quarterly, they just literally did 777 million last quarter. So one thing that I think is really cool um, to remember about Zoom, that when we look in the financials, how do you pay for Zoom? So I personally just got Zoom Premium myself. I'm paying $14.99 a month for HyperChange um, to record, uh, do like these uh, sort of like uh, interviews, record them. It's honestly an amazing software um, to do meetings. It's really empowered me. It's like one of the best $14.99 I spend. But think about that $14.99 I spend. It's every single month. And so the, it's sort of taken a couple quarters for us to see the real effects of the pandemic on Zoom's uh, financial numbers because like, for example, I started paying in April and so I only paid April, May. That's only two months of payment in Q2. So Q3 was really the first time where I really paid all three months. And so that's why I was waiting to now to really see that we've had all these people paying. We've had six months of the pandemic to see how much money are people actually making. And so I'll go back to this um, to share my screen, um, hypercharts.coach slash Zoom. And it's funny, I used to have my estimates for Zoom. I took those out, but Zoom has really been sandbagging. So when this $328 million quarter came out, they were like, next quarter, we're guiding around 500 million. And then revenue is going to stay flat at 500 million. Well, that's not what happened at all. So another interesting thing uh, noticed during this pandemic is how cautious and conservative Zoom's management team has been and sort of, sort of always over promise or under promising and over delivering, which I think is amazing. Now, we're going to actually take a look at the um, the press release here. Overview, this is an amazing tool on HyperCharts. You can just go to the overview here, and you can just see all Zoom's press releases. This is their latest press release. It's going to pop us open right to the official Zoom page from HyperCharts. Um, awesome. And so this is the actual PR. We'll see if we can get any new insight from this. 367% um, year-over-year growth. I mean, this is like, it's just hard to fathom how much of this, I was watching a Goldman Sachs interview with the CEO, Eric Yuan, um, before this, and he was saying that in April, originally, they had 10 million peak concurrent users, or in December, like like pre-corona. Uh, pre the peak amount of people using Zoom at one time was 10 million. Now, it's like 300 million people they have at once, a peak people using Zoom. So 30x usage, it's almost blowing, the, like, like, it's you know, we all know SaaS, we all know this beautiful thing of technology of code and the internet, we can ship this piece of software anywhere in the world on the cloud, and anyone can download it. But 
to really see that as a case study and go from 10 million to 300 million, like we've never had a software really fulfill that mission, especially something that's like really paid like Zoom. And um, I really think Zoom has almost single-handedly enabled this crisis. And I'd love to sort of open this up to you um, and see your comments of why do you think Zoom has succeeded? Because this is, you know, Skype, I'm sure is seeing increased usage. Google Meets is too, but no company has really capitalized on this work from home trend and has really been the de facto driver of how we're going to change in the future of work other than Zoom. And so I actually think, you know, I was a, I was a big fan of Zoom way before um, this pandemic hit. One of my buddies, shout out to Noah, used to work at Zoom. And uh, like, I don't know, they just had an, always an awesome culture. It was amazing product. So I always used the product way before the pandemic and was a huge fan of it. And um, the story of how Zoom started, which I think is really interesting and worth sharing, is they have an incredible CEO and founder, Eric Yuan. This guy started a company called WebEx that he IPO'd. Um, and then he says he like had this midlife crisis when he IPO'd, you know, that was his whole goal to IPO his video chat company. And then he does it. And then it's like, well, what's the meaning of life now? Like, you know, a little bit cliche, but you know, after you make all that money, eventually Cisco buys WebEx and sort of die, like his vision of basically allowing frictionless communication, you know, video is the new voice, making it better to do work from home remote meetings than in person was never realized with, with Cisco buying WebEx. And so then he created Zoom and Zoom was like, He's like, bro, we're going all the way. Zoom is an independent company. We're going to like kick ass and change the world and not get bought out by Cisco at $3 billion and die. Like, And now it's funny because Zoom still competes with WebEx. And that's why some people even ask, like, what about WebEx? And I'm like, bro, I think Zoom's going to be better because they're literally the 2.0 version. But um, so oh, that's one of my biggest rules about investing, owner, operator, founder. You know, when you look at Zoom, of course, it's going to look inflated relative to the near-term valuation metrics. Like, you know, we can go to hypercharts here. Zoom is a $93 billion company, right? So this is a $93 billion company that, you know, was $320 million, $700 million a quarter. Even if we assume they're doing a billion a quarter times four, $4 billion uh, annual run rate, you know, for a company that's still worth $93 billion, that's still like 20, 25 times sales. And so I think there's a lot to unpack here of why does Zoom make sense? I actually think Zoom's valuation, I've been saying this when it was at 150 a share at the beginning of the pandemic at 200, I was like, I kind of think it's a fair value because when you take a step backward and don't look in the rear view mirror at the financials that happened three months ago, but look ahead to the whole world has changed. Everybody's using Zoom. This is a backbone of the future of the work from home economy. Um, they managed to compete where Skype was free, where Google Meets was free, and now they're getting people to pay for it. I mean, I think Zoom's moat is usability is UX is it just works. There's some je ne sais quoi video chat where you're always worried about the stream quality. Is it going to work? And Zoom just works. So I'm, I've been, uh, it's just incredible to see. It's almost like one of my business school teachers remembered, uh, like he was like this really old school guy. And he, he like remembered when they were pitching him about water, bottled water. And he was like, they were pitching him bottled water. And they're like, we're going to sell this bottle of water for like a dollar. And people are going to buy it. And it's going to be this huge business. And he was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like you can literally get water out of your tap for free. And people are trying to do this bottled water thing. And then like five years later, it's like there's 10 gazillion dollar companies all selling bottled water. And so um, I don't know how that exactly relates to Zoom. But and I just think it's, it's, it's fascinating. Like I don't have the answers. I've just been a student of the game here to say, holy crap. Zoom is now making 192 million a quarter. They were only doing 188 million a quarter, you know, three quarters ago. So within three quarters, you go from turning your revenue into your profit and you're still going to continue growing. And so this is the type of trajectory to me that justifies that insane price sales multiple. And uh, 
Actually, yeah, this is an interesting thing to take too. I mean, Zoom has gone from, let's just look at operating margin to one of the most profitable companies of all time here, 24%, 28%. Like they went from basically being break even around here to all of a sudden as the pandemic hits, the margins of this company, the profitability per dollar of revenue for Zoom went from being average sort of SaaS software company to literally best in the world. I mean, let's let's uh, flex some of these hypercharts muscles here and go to compare mode and I will, I'll show you... Um, we can add Zoom here. Who should we compare to Zoom? Maybe like Apple. Um, like who are some of the most profitable companies in the world? You know, Zoom. And so we go to uh, operating income, operating margin. So this is a really cool chart. So as you can see, like, you know, Apple, that red line there, Facebook, that yellow line there. These are some of the most profitable big tech companies in the world before Zoom was here at that 0% operating margin line. And all of a sudden, as the pandemic hits, we've seen their profitability per dollar revenue hit right in between the sweet spot of the stratosphere of Apple and Facebook. So this is, to me, the data of why when I say, you know, you got to look, think ahead, look at the future. If you were looking at the past financials, you'd be like, Zoom's not that profitable, that, that, that. But you got to like, you know, think about it. If we're getting all these incremental users, costs are staying fixed, all this incremental revenue, profit, cash flow starts dropping right to the bottom line. And we have seen Zoom go from one of the most, you know, break even companies of all time to literally one of the most profitable companies of all time. And so let's dive into that right now. So, so I can really show you the, uh, the cash flow on Zoom. I don't know if we have the cash flow chart here, but um, the cash flow has been incredible. Actually, yeah, let, let, let's do this uh, revenue growth here. So Zoom was growing extremely quickly heading into the pandemic, but kind of this SaaS trend, like it's slowing down growth. But you have to keep in mind, this is still like a 78%, 84% company. So Zoom was already, you know, top of the class, top 10% fast growing SaaS companies in the world. It already had an insane price sales multiple, I think of like 10x um, before then. But now this revenue growth is accelerated here for the past two quarters, 366%, 355%. So I mean, uh, we'll see how much this keeps up, but that's the huge growth there. And then in terms of market capitalization, this is the average market capitalization um, over the quarter. So it's sort of smoothed out. But as you can see, Zoom goes from being a $20 billion company to now like a $90 billion company, quadrupling in market value, outstanding share count. Um, and so that is what it is with the hyper charts there. And here's the operating expenses. I do think it's interesting to note that Zoom, as much as Yes, they're growing quickly and they're going to spend way more to deal with all that growth. New users, they got to hire all these people to code all these new features, encryption. Um, but, so they are, you know, ramping up spending massively, like in every single category. Look at their general administrative, booming. You look at sales and marketing. They're even, I guess, still doing more sales and marketing, booming. They're doing R&D spending, you know, huge growth in that for new features. So all of Zoom spending is skyrocketing when you look at their uh, expenses, yet it's still not even keeping up with... Um, Revenue growth. As you can see, their operating expense growth did accelerate here, 108%, 144%, 137%, but nowhere near the 300 plus percent acceleration in revenue growth. And so this is that lever that Zoom is turning here, where all of a sudden they can't even spend money fast enough um, as much as it's coming in. And so now let's dive back into the press release here, see what the, the Zoom CEO is saying. Oh, okay, this is the Zoom CEO. Let's read his quotes because most CEO quotes. I would think are bullshit and we shouldn't pay attention to, but I, I don't know. This guy is the real deal. Owner, operator, founder. I'm putting him in like, you know, Elon Musk, Tesla. I think of like Netflix, Reed Hastings. I think of Jeff Bezos, Amazon. Um, I think of Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook. I think of Jack Dorsey, Twitter. Like I think of Mark Benioff, Salesforce. I think of these as like owner, operator, like their identity is their company. They, they are obsessed with their company. It's everything. Um, and I think Eric Yuan is sort of in that like, 
obsessed, zealot, visionary founder space. And that's why um, I think this is such a crazy case study to follow. And I think that's the biggest reason. You want to know one reason why Skype and Google Meets and every other company is not going to be able to compete? It's because they don't have Eric Yuan. That is the number one reason. Biggest asset or liability a company has is not on the balance sheet. It's in the boardroom. Who's the CEO of Skype? I'll wait. Who's the CEO of Google Meets? I'll wait. There isn't one because both those companies are owned by bigger companies who don't really care. Their focus isn't there. It's not on the user. Their legacy products. Zoom built from scratch to do work from home. The Zoom CEO like pretty much doesn't even travel before COVID, just only works from home using his Zoom product. I bet the Skype CEO wasn't doing that. So I don't know, just layers to it. But let's read his quote. We remain focused on the communication needs of our customers and communities as they navigate the current environment and adapt to new world of work from anywhere using Zoom. We aspire to provide the most innovative, secure, reliable, and high-quality communications platform to help people connect, collaborate, build, and learn on Zoom. Strong demand and execution led to... Okay, I'll stop right there. So, um, innovative, secure, reliable, and high-quality communications platform to help people connect, collaborate, build, and learn on Zoom. I mean, the target market here of Zoom, you can learn, you can socialize, you can connect. There are 8 billion monkeys with computers and phones on the planet right now. To me, all of them are potential Zoom customers. This is my favorite type of business. Like, I think everybody on the planet that's a human, if they have the resources, is going to want to tap into the network of other humans that are not within the same room as them. And the software to do that is a trillion dollar company, is a huge, huge company. And to me, Zoom is the final UX layer on top of all this internet piping connecting all of these 8 billion humans. So if they stay in this leadership position, to me, $93 billion for a company that connects all of us is, is, could be, is frankly going to look really cheap and as a joke. And so this is how I, I marry the two worlds of Zoom's financials today versus what is the potential and vision and economic, true economic value of connecting 8 billion humans. And so now that I'm getting totally sidetracked about the future of Zoom, we might as well talk about it. So what does Zoom look like in 2030? This is, um, you know, I'm not a Zoom shareholder for those who have been, uh, are wondering, like, I'm, I just have too much other stuff to buy. But like if Zoom, if I was going to build like a, a blue chip tech portfolio of amazing, like big blue chip tech companies that were software based that I wanted to own uh, in this, like Zoom is totally one of them. Like Zoom, Zoom and Peloton are two of my really favorite, I actually do own a little Peloton stock still. So, but Zoom and Peloton are really amazing work from home companies. And so I've never owned Zoom. I've just... I've just been a really big fan of it. And frankly, the reason why I really never took a position owned it is because I couldn't wrap my head around, rationalize the valuation. Like I always thought it was fairly valued, but it was never like, oh, this is like a deal. You know, I'm going to buy it at 10 times sales. The fair value is 20. It's like always chilling at 20 times sales. And I, I don't know, I guess my, I, you know, it was a mistake by me to, to, to be pumped on it, but miss it. But um, I actually think Zoom's valuation and, you know, people are going to be like, oh, Gally, the stock's down or let's, let's see what the stock's doing on this news. This is what I love on earnings. The stock is down. Um, yeah, so Zoom stock down 20 bucks on earnings. But I mean, you know, who cares? Like, this is the long run. Like, okay, it's down a little bit here on earnings, but like, let's let's take a step back. Like, Zoom stock is way up. Like, even if it goes down a little bit, like, it's, it's way up, you know? Pre-pandemic, we're looking at a $67 stock, almost 10x. And what's fascinating here is it's April and May. This is when the COVID had already hit. This is when we already knew what was happening with the coronavirus and Zoom, how many people were using Zoom. This is when they put out the number that 300 million people were using it a day. And you could have still bought the stock. Like, it still wasn't too late. It was still a triple. Actually, shout out to my mom um, because I haven't bought Zoom stock, but my mom bought Zoom stock. I've, like, helped my mom with her portfolio. I'm like, Mom, you got any picks that we should add? And she, like, uh, you know, six months ago was like, Zoom, I've been using it every day. And, like, I love Zoom. And I think this is going to be, like, the future. And, like, you know, 
that turned out to be incredible analysis. And so um, anyway, let's get back to the numbers and get down to the financials here. Um, and then I'm going to get back to the 2030 vision for Zoom. Don't worry, I didn't forget. But um, revenue, 777 million. We saw that on hypercharts. What I'm really looking for is the cash flow, and or I guess cash. So we got 1.9 billion in cash for Zoom. I mean, they're not they're they're piling up cash. Uh, I wonder what they're gonna do with it. Like right, like like I said, like Zoom's biggest problem is like they have too much money to spend. They can't spend it fast enough. Like are they gonna pay a dividend? Are they gonna buy somebody? Are they gonna you know like that's a lot of coders to hire for two billion. But anyway. Um, so net cash provided by operating activities was 411 million for the quarter compared to 61 million. Free cash flow, 388 million of free cash flow in a single quarter. This, okay, this, so remember how I showed you that 28% operating margin number? That almost was, that wasn't even as good. That wasn't even the true cash number. 388 million. I mean, Zoom. This is, this is hard to fathom here. 777 million. So basically 50% margin of this 777 million of revenue goes straight to free cash flow. So, I mean, this is why Zoom is worth a 25 or 30x multiple because for every, for my 1499, I just paid for every month for Zoom, 750 of that went into the bank in their profit when it's all said and done. I mean, this is, uh, this is like every, like economists, like dream business is to have a SaaS recurring business model with a 50% cat free cash flow margin that's growing at 367%. I mean, you're never ever going to see numbers like this. Um, especially at the scale that we're talking about where it's hundreds of millions of dollars of growth. Um, and I think Zoom here, this is why, like, let's throw every single metric out the window for Zoom and start thinking about, okay, 93 billion, what's 388 million times four? Let's call it one and a half billion. Okay, one and a half billion, 93 billion divided by one and a half billion. What are we looking at? 50x free cash flow yield on current free cash flow. 50x, let's invert that to the yield percentage. That's a 2% free cash flow yield on my Zoom stock. That's cheaper. I think Tesla's at a 1% free cash flow yield. So t Zoom, cheaper than Tesla on a free cash flow basis. Where am I getting a 2% yield? The treasury is not even, or barely doing 2% on 10-year, but that's a fixed 2% on a 10-year. The Zoom is a 2% today that's booming. That's growing at like doubling. And so if I assume we have a solid 20 to 30% CAGR of this 1.5 billion in free cash flow, and, and that just continues, even a 25 to 30% CAGR is not much, you start to see how this Zoom as an equity starts to pump out billions in cash flow per year. And to me, that's slowly, you know, I don't know, the valuation makes sense when I look at this sort of yield to cash flow perspective. And so that's one thing, and, and it's just going to be lagging. And so the other thing I think about Zoom is, how much value are they providing to their customers where I'm either like overpaying like or underpaying. So I pay $14.99 a month for Zoom for like I've recorded so many interviews that make like are the backbone of the channel with Zoom. I do all my meetings with all my uh, people that I scheme with on Zoom. Like like I would pay $140 a month for Zoom. Like shh, don't tell them that. But like you know what I mean? And if they keep adding more features, if they let me record an even more HD, like um, if they let me, you know, um, actually, for HyperGuap too, we're, we're, I'm planning on doing this really cool like IPO roadshow, private for HyperGuap members for each deal, all hosted on Zoom. Like I'm, I'm pumped because I'm like, bro, I'm literally like Zoom is the software that I'm going to use to like disrupt Goldman Sachs and all these company bankers doing the IPO roadshow. We're going to do it all on Zoom. Even the Zoom CEO did his entire roadshow all on Zoom without leaving his office. Like the amount of of use cases and human interactions that this disrupts is incredible to me and the value it provides is immense. And so I look at Zoom as A, they're growing like crazy. They're already even that 50X yield, that 2% yield doesn't look crazy and that's assuming no growth. I think we get growth 10X in users 
to 3 billion people concurrently using something like Zoom from 300 million in 10 years, or maybe even more. And then we also have a potential 10x in value per customer on Zoom. So that's a 100x increase in monetization potential to maturity over the next decade that I see for Zoom. And so if I see 100x that, and we're already kind of fairly valued, let's 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 say interest rates you know moon in the next decade, and we compress um, that valuation multiple, I still think you get a, a really attractive IRR at these levels. And so, um, you know, I, so, so it's, uh, it, this is truly hyperchange. This is to me, this is why I wanted to go live and do this Zoom because the entire theory of hyperchange, like how I came up with it was arguing with my business school professors, wanting to push back against every stock with a 10 PE ratio was a good buy. Every stock with a 20 PE ratio was a bad buy, like the dumbest philosophy. Um, and I was like, Okay, look, first of all, you got to do it with growth. You got to adjust the peg ratio, you know, but the peg ratio is already flawed. The second thing is we're in a different economic era. You know, Buffett, Sayonara, bro. It's the era of hyperchange. Companies are growing faster than ever. The internet exists. We can compound revenue at 300% per year to 50 billion top line, go to every single city in one year. You know, it's a piece of software we ship around the world for nothing. It doesn't have to sit on a container ship and get shipped over and loaded and unloaded. It's a piece of software with the click of a button. 8 billion people are connected. We could send it to them. And these people are richer than ever, and they, there's payment technology where they can pay you, and you can get... Anyway, it's the internet. You all know it exists, but Wall Street doesn't. The financial markets don't. The economic thinking about how we value companies and entities and ideas and equity prices has not adapted to this era. And so that's why it seems like a no-brainer, but people cannot fathom that Zoom would go from 10 million to 300 million peak concurrence. They cannot fathom how quickly the cash flow would increase because it just hadn't happened before because there, we weren't in the era of hyperchange. We had never seen a company go from 188 million in revenue to 192 million in profit. No, so, I'm going to rephrase that. 188 million in revenue three quarters ago to 388 million in free cash flow three quarters later. I mean, this is 300% growth. Like the, the, the percentages don't even make sense because it's so fast growth. And so in many ways to me, Zoom, as much as it seems like a unicorn and as this will never happen again, to me, this is the cutting edge of the front lines of what will continue to happen in the financial markets as we are in the era of hyperchange, which are these amazing products um, are going to spread like fire. They're going to spread like lightning, like the speed of light around the globe if they are, you know, good enough to, to get there. And so that's what Zoom is. It's, it's, and that's why you could have bought Zoom at 150 bucks a share after we all knew how many people were using it and you could have figured out how much money they were going to make because people would just refuse to believe how good the numbers were until they came out. And so, um, let's see if you have any questions. Uh, I think I lost the chat. Oh yeah. If you have any questions, let me know. I'm seeing your chat. So yeah, fun fact, the CEO of Zoom was the, one of the first hired. He was the CEO. He was the founder of WebEx. Um, okay. Any questions? Um, all right. Well, so I'm going to continue with, with what, what do I think is the future of zoom here? Like in 2030, what does zoom look like? Uh, in 2030, zoom looks like the Jedi council, like in 2030, you know, the new normal is going to be the normal. I'm drinking a vanilla, um, Starbucks drink coffee thing. It's good. And, uh, um, yeah, so in 2030, it's going to be like the Jedi council. So I'm going to be like, Hmm, I want to have a zoom meeting or I want to meet like my friends. So We'll just click a button and boom, one friend pops up here, one friend pops up here, 
It'll be like their heads, their holograms. Instead of this screen with this crappy background and I'm looking at through your screen, I'm talking it through your screen, we will kind of project these sort of mini holograms out. Jedi Council, like Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Trek. Like, you know, I think humans are not getting closer to the same room to hang out. We're all getting farther away. Like we're in a space soon. Like we're we're gonna need to but that need to be intimate and to be close will always be there. So how do you do that? And that's the business that Zoom's in. And so when I was thinking that the Zoom and uh, uh, on the call, I'll pull up my notes here, but the Zoom CEO was saying like um, hugs, handshakes are things that you can do on Zoom in the future. Like he's like, we're ready for the future of Zoom. Technology's not. But I, so, you know, is it VR? Is it AR immersion with a hologram? Um, you know, I think there's so much uh, like different sort of ways that Zoom could go, but I think it's all about more and more immersive. And I think um, the, the quote that the CEO of Zoom keeps saying is, video is the new voice. And so I think about that a lot. What does that mean? You know, video is our favorite new way to communicate than using our voice. And so if you could put a market cap on the voice of every human, how much would that be? If you could put a market, you know, um, and yeah, and like Facebook, that's another big competition for Zoom. Um, Amazon, Apple, FaceTime, like it's, it's almost, you know, I gave you this excuse of why other companies haven't been able to keep up with Zoom, but that's what I love to read in your comments. And, and that's what I'm so curious about is that's got to be a thinker. That's what they're going to look back on. And, and you know, the Harvard professor or whatever it is, when they look back, is going to say it was like a no brainer. Of course, Zoom was going to win because of this reason. But the truth is we're in the moment right now and we have no idea why Zoom, like they've got the je ne sais quoi of the work from home. There's no other verb. To Zoom has become a verb. You know, that's that's a hundred billion of market cap right there. And so, um, and I don't think this is going away. Like even if the pandemic subsides, there'll be other pandemics. And even if um, things go away, we've just realized that this entire way we work, like think about how deep what Zoom is, is changing. Like the fact that we all, you know, I work from home. I was a YouTuber before the pandemic. So this one's on you guys, but everybody leaves their house at the same time, at like 9am every day. And we cram on these streets and then we're all crowded on the street because we all left at 9am at the same time. And then we're all spending time in the car and then we get to work and then we all go to these same buildings in the same place. And then we decide to leave those buildings at the same time too and get a bunch of traffic going home. So it's like the dumbest, most, least efficient like organization for humans. And it was almost like pre-internet it made sense, but post-internet, like it hasn't made sense for 20 years. There's been so um, much inefficiency in the economic system and how business to business communication works and this entire idea of face-to-face -face meetings versus in-person meetings. So to me, COVID was just the light bulb that changed, uh, that really just catapulted us and we were behind. And so now I think even if COVID goes away, um, Zoom is going to become the backbone of work and it, this isn't going away. And so Microsoft Teams, that's a really interesting one because they seem to do well and Microsoft seems to like always hang in there and be number two, but never be number one. So I think I'd say a lot of with Microsoft Teams, with Google Meets, with Skype, I think, the, and FaceTime, the biggest, uh, uh, those companies' biggest advantage is also their biggest weakness. Their biggest advantage is that they have an installed user base and they're, they're already crushing it with their other thing. And so they can easily just add video chat, right? So that's, that's their advantage, I guess. That's why you would think they're inevitably there. And, you know, of course they have unlimited capital, but that's also their weakness because they don't have focus. They don't have owner operator focus. They don't, they don't focus on just that customer for just that use case of video communication. And I would argue that I don't, I don't even need to make the case for that Zoom is better because it is better because Skype didn't get 50 or 80 billion of market cap in this pandemic. Google Meets didn't get 80 billion of market cap during this pandemic. Where did the value go? 
Where did the customer go? Where did the payment go? Where did the equity price go? All the Zoom. So to me, that's the evidence of it being a better product in itself, but I still can't wrap my head around why. Um, yeah, Slack has too many things. Like that focus on one thing. It's like Spotify. Like people always tell me like Apple Music, Amazon Music. Um, why is Spotify better? Because Spotify is only doing Spotify. They're so focused on that. Okay, so let's go back here to recap the results. Any more questions? Um, I want to see if there's anything I missed here. Zoom will be acquired by Slack. That's an interesting one. So um, here. Oh, oh, we got a super chat. This looks a good one. What are your thoughts about Zoom's plan to sell tickets to online concerts and events and be the paywall? Yes. So... Oh man, I love this question. Okay, so one of my favorite things is like, how do you, um, you know, the value of technology. Tesla's technology is their battery technology. Uh, you know, we're, we haven't monetized that yet. We're only doing twenty-five billion in revenue. That's worth trillions. We're just it takes us time to monetize. SpaceX reusable rocket technology. I invest in technology, not products, not services, but like technologies where the value, the economic, the money value of that technology hasn't been realized, but the tech's done. So that's what Zoom is to me. So. That's what your question reminded me of. <clears throat> Sorry, I've been talking for like 30 minutes here, no break. But um, you, okay, Mike, Barnhill, amazing super chat here. You're so on point. Zoom has built the technology to enable people like me. I want to do a paid hyperchange event. I want to do um, a meeting like this. I want to do an online concert. I want to do um, anything I want to do where I want to share my thing with the internet and get paid for it as a pay-per-view event. Zoom has the best technology to share it, to set it up, to stream it in high quality. Like, this is an amazing technology that I think Zoom is, I think, okay, here's what's happening with Zoom. And this is why I put no weight on the current financials. Zoom gets all these users. Zoom is scrambling like crazy to figure out how to just to keep up and keep their service working with 300 million people. They're just like, okay, Zoom, we have the video chat thing. Oh my God, now everyone in the world's using it. We just got to like keep the ship afloat. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they've been doing. And so now you start to think about let the ships afloat. What's the next step? What, what it, let, let's start putting in features. Let's start putting in the hologram. Let's start uh, setting up an event feature where people can get paid more. So I think Zoom hasn't even had the, the, the moment to sit back and say, what, what are we going to build? How are we going to be Twitch 2.0, Craig? I don't know. You know. Um, and so I think Zoom, we, we're getting to the fun part now of we saw, and think about it, every smart engineer in the world is now trying to work at Zoom. Every coder who worked for Zoom, stock options are mooning. I mean, Zoom is a dope, amazing place to work right now. I think their talent that, you know, um, they're going to come out with some insane stuff. And so um, what I think about, I, I think Zoom will, 2021 is the year where Zoom starts to really unfurl with all these crazy new features um, and really capture the value of the technology platform they built. And that's why I think the monetization and financials we see today don't reflect the true value of Zoom as a company or technology. And that's, I do think it justifies massive uh, a massive priced in growth because I see it, you know, as a user, I see it. Um, great question, Mike. Any other questions? Salesforce, not going to buy Zoom. Oh, Zach, sorry, did you lie? Uh, I, uh, I wasn't reading the chat before. Yeah, so Zoom future product lines, I think events, tickets, I mean, Oculus, I have not tried. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
Okay, I'm gonna go recap this Zoom earnings. Um, I'm, I'm seeing if we got any more questions, but I don't see any coming in. But, um, oh, the pay-per-view. Um, yeah, the Travis Scott concert, uh, where Travis Scott did like a Fortnite concert. Um, I don't know, I'm almost like waiting for Zoom to, to like tell me I can start selling tickets to an event and I'll do it like instantly. And so uh, I think, you know, that that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, so let's go back to hypercharts here. Um, I just kind of want to uh, show you the last part of this. Recap the quarter. Zoom here, $777 million in revenue. Um, we're looking at $200 million operating income. I think going forward... Um, oh, Zach has a good question here. So does the growth show that because they can monetize, that mean their product is really that far ahead? Yes. I would say yes, Zach. Um, you know, that's, you know... And this is something I get into my arguments with my friends a lot. Like, is Drake better than Kendrick Lamar? And I'm always like, I don't know, but I know that Drake's getting way more streams. And so, you know, this is probably going to get make me more enemies than friends. But like, I'm not, I'm, I don't think I have, I don't have the hubris of myself to be like, I know Kendrick's better. He's better, even though everyone else is wrong. I'm just like, well, more people like Drake, so maybe he's better. Like, I just, you study the market. The second you try and impose your own ideas into the market is when you're going to start to fail. Like, I'm just going to look at the data and say, well, why isn't Skype trading as an independent company worth $100 billion, something that I pay for with all the features? You know, So it's almost like the reality is the evidence of, of Zoom getting better. I hope that answers your question. Um, what is preventing the big four to do to Zoom what Microsoft Teams did to Slack or Instagram to Snap? Um, focus, I would say, is the biggest word. They just don't have the focus, and it's not as easy as it looks. I think Zoom's biggest like thing and reason why people critique them and say it's so easy, and it's why Zoom's beautiful. Uh, that's like a uh, Da Vinci quote. It's like, the ultimate sophistication is simplicity. Zoom is so simple, and it just works, and they make it look easy. And I think that, uh, you know, the amount of software and coding that goes into compressing everything and making sure it works and, and uh, the reliability... There's a lot of secret sauce there that is very, very hard to replicate. That is that Zoom probably has the best engineers in the world at video compression and coding. And that's a division that their company has that is their A1 engineering division. That division at Google is compressing YouTube videos. You know, that division at Microsoft is, is working on Azure. You know, their best engineers and their focus is not on those products. And so Zoom phone. Woo! This is why I love live streaming. Thank, also, huge shout out to everybody tuning in right now. I'm having so much fun. On, on, on these uh, live streams. But, I, and the reason why I like live streaming is because you guys give me so many ideas. Um, Christopher, will Zoom's new phone offering disrupt the corporate phone ecosystems? I think Zoom offering a work phone where I can just do everything on Zoom, calls with Zoom, and has like texting built in with Zoom um, is huge potential, incredible potential. I want to see Zoom get into hardware products. Um, you know, we saw their R&D spending go through the roof here. I wonder if that's one of the things that Zoom's going to be working on with all this increasing R&D budget is, uh, you know, they're spending more on R&D now, a quarter, at $42 million, um, pretty much than they were a whole year. So what comes out of that, you know, Amazon phone did great. That's hilarious. Um, Zooming in virtual chat rooms. Um, yeah, so I think a Zoom phone, I don't, I don't know if that's actually going to come out or not, but, you know, this R&D budget is, is sky skyrocketing here. What would I be doing if I was Zoom and I had, you know, what wh what is it? Zoom has like $1.9 in cash on their balance sheet, um, you know? So what are you going to do with 1.9 billion and you're making 388 million every single quarter? And so 
I think Zoom is, uh, the Zoom skunk works, and we're going to get to see what comes out of that, is really, really epic. But anyway, I'm wrapping this up because I'm like losing my voice, but I just want to show you annually what I'm expecting here for Zoom. Actually, we could do this together. This would be really fun on hypercharts. So we got quarterly here, 663 plus 328. You're going to get to see me do this live. That's like a bill, 1.7, 1.8 bill. Let's say they do another 800. I'm going to call it 2.9 bill. This is just really rough estimates. Yeah, let's let's estimate for that. What, what do we think they're going to do next quarter? 850, they grow a little bit. They added 110 million in incremental revenue. This is Hypercharts Premium, by the way. A new feature we added where you can like model hypercharts.co slash ZM. This is my favorite software. This is the software we built because like I wish this existed. Um, and so the fact that we have it and we can all share it together is epic. So huge shout out to Mo and the Hypercharts team for doing all this. But I'll show you the power right now. So 63 to 77, that's 110 million dollar step up. Let's say they don't do another $110 million step up. Let's just say they do a you know, $80 million step up. I think this is conservative. Let's give them 170, 100 million actually. You know, gross profit. Eh, it's not gonna go up. Let's see what that does to gross margin. R&D budget. I'm gonna have them keep, like let's assume they keep spending on R&D, keep that growing. Sales and marketing, I guess they keep ramping that up. And as you can see, I'm sort of doing this, you know, you can put as much time or thought as this into you want, but I'm just doing a rough estimate, and I do this a lot, so that's why I'm kind of going fast and I can feel the numbers, but this gets me to kind of like the rough estimate of what's happening here. And the reason why I put in this quarter is because now when we go annual, we can see the projections for the full year, just so we can get crazy with that. But let's show what, what this just spat out. Um, this is what we're looking at. So I think this makes sense. We have Zoom kind of here continuing to grow that top line, um, get closer to that billion a quarter run rate, but really kind of peak the operating income here and stay flat because I think they're just going to be making investments. Like, look at this. I have the huge boom in expenses continuing. I think that's got to stay up. I think these are going to continue to grow even if that revenue line kind of flattens. Um, I have the revenue growth here, I guess still staying around that 364%. So that's pretty quickly. But as you can see, that operating expense ticking up quickly. And so I can see these two numbers start to slowly compress again, is what I would be expecting going forward. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of what I'm looking at for Q4. And now let's look at the annual. So this is where it gets fun, because when it's all said and done, this is how um, everything is going to change with, with Zoom. Like, like Zoom, <laughs> the problem is you can't even, like, if I took out this year, it would look like huge growth, but it doesn't even look like it was growing because this year is so big. 2.644 billion in revenue up from 622 million. I mean, look at that. This is the greatest business case study of all time. Gross profit, 507 to 1.8 billion. Operating income, 600 million operating income, almost as much as revenue as they did. So this is the growth that is worth 93 billion. And then you have to think about where does this go, bro? Zoom's not gonna stop. I mean, this is gonna hit 5 billion 10 billion in revenue, billions and billions in earnings. Um, it's just about how fast, how many features they roll out. Um, and so I have, you know, big hit and gross margins, but I think this starts to rebound. Operating margins overall for the full year coming in at 21%. Zoom going to be one of the most profitable companies in the world. Um, revenue growth for the year is going to come in at 324% on 600 million. I mean, it's going to be a blockbuster year. So this is what I'm expecting for Zoom to end the year with about 2.6 billion in revenue, about... 600 million operating income, 
you asked me what 2022 looks like, or sorry, I guess 2021, fiscal 2022, would be like, you know, think about it. We're already, we're already at 875 million. So we're going to hit a billion a quarter sometime in 2021. I think we're going to do around 4 billion in revenue. So this is around 2.6. I think we're going to do around 4, 5 billion in revenue next year. This goes to like 1, 2 billion. So, you know, this, as much as a trailing basis, this 93 billion number looks pricey. If you start to extrapolate these, how fast the trajectory of the true financials are growing, you'll see the compression um, and the valuation will start to make a lot more sense. And so, you know, at the end of the day, to wrap it up, I think Zoom is totally sort of, I don't want to say like fairly priced, but I think it's very fairly valued at this stage. And I think um, we're going to see Zoom continue to crush it. I think management is very conservative and I cannot wait to see what extra features um, that they unveil here. Thank you so much for everybody tuning in. I'm going to check one more time um, if I didn't get it. I believe their moat is Eric Yuan and his focus. It's the CEO, owner, operator, founder, um, and that, you know, you know, an organization's flaws or strengths um, that start with its team will manifest in its product. And so that focus and leadership that Eric Yuan has on the team has manifested into the best, simplest to use, highest quality video chat product. I think that's a moat that's a lot harder to replicate than people think. I think Zoom is on its way to being a trillion dollar company in 2030 um, if they can maintain this leadership position on human to human virtual communication, which I see them doing. I see them becoming the Jedi Mind Council of holograms, them charging 50 bucks a month for a couple billion humans, and we're looking at a trillion dollar company, and that is what's up. And I, and I kind of like, the, invest in the future you believe in. Do I believe in Zoom? Like, do I want us to be hanging out on computers? It's weird, but it's also like, I got to see my grandma. I got to I, I had like these like kind of Zoom calls with my family um, during the pandemic that I never had before. And like, in some ways felt closer to them than ever because of these like calls we had using technology. And so in many ways, as weird and dystopian it is, as it feels like Zoom is disconnecting us, it's truly making connections uh, that were never possible before happen. And so when I think about, you know, expanding the light of human consciousness, expanding the light of ideas, uh, increasing the productivity of the simulation we're all living in, I think Zoom's place is is so powerful and fascinating and is indeed a very important world-changing company um, that I think is sort of an underdog story that people think is just inflated, just kind of took the wind from the pandemic, when no, this is much, much bigger than a pandemic COVID story. This is a world-changing company um, that we're watching get burst in this hyper-change era at a crazy moment in time, and that's why I wanted to follow this case study. So anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. Carlos, huge shout-out to you. You've been following forever. Um, real human interaction will never be replaced by video, but man, how many meetings were we flying around the country for that we didn't need to? And how much, how, much, how much fossil fuels were we wasting sending business people all around the country because they had to meet in person? I mean, I am so pumped that that's over. I mean, Zoom is, could be looked at as a sustainability, sustainability company. Zoom's probably saved more carbon emissions this year than Tesla. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't think that's crazy. You know, how many, Zoom might actually save, you know, have it as that's the kind of impact we're talking here. Um, so, and like I said, you guys are all asking, I'm not a Zoom shareholder. I'm not buying. I have no money to buy. I'm, I'm saving all my money for hyperguap deals personally. So if you must know, but anyway, huge shout out to y'all tuning in. I love doing these live streams and, and talking and brainstorming with you all. Um, let me know what you think in the comments below. Do you like this live stream? What do you want to see more of, etc. Um, do you want me to keep covering Zoom? I kind of want to try and get Eric Yuan on the channel. So I'm thinking I'm going to hit him up with that. But anyway. Huge shout out. Have a happy Monday. I'm going to go work on the Patreon newsletter. Um, if you don't know, I send out a weekly newsletter every Monday with like all my s schemes uh, for Patreon. It's five bucks a month. I'm going to raise the price soon. So 
that's always a cool one if you want to subscribe and support the show. But you're also just supporting the show by watching, and I really appreciate that. So have an epic Monday. See y'all soon. Zoom earnings. How much money is Zoom making? $388 million this quarter on $777 million in revenue. Woo! Making bank. Zoom. Cha-ching! Peace.